When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing Carson Wentz of the Washington Commanders. Turns out, Sam, he did get hurt last Thursday night against the Chicago Bears. Broken finger. Looks like four to six weeks for the Commander's starting quarterback, Carson Wentz. A not-so-good season for Washington already. I guess it gets worse getting their starting quarterback hurt here. And now we get to see Taylor Heineke, at least initially, for the Commanders. But, of course, it poses the question, when does fifth-round pick, guy that we thought could go as high as the second round, Sam Howell, when does he get a shot for the Commanders? Yeah, I mean, the first the first point is obviously Wentz is having another one of those seasons that it doesn't look as bad statistically as it maybe has been. You know, he's thrown, what, 10 touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay, the passer rating is a little rough, but generally it's not the worst season in the world or worst quarterbacks out there when you look at the box score. But PFF grade of 63, passing grade of 61, that's actually worse than it was a year ago in Indianapolis. It's more like in line with that final season in Philadelphia when he was being talked about as the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, that's kind of what we're dealing with with Carson Wentz right now. And this is with a good wide receiver group. You know, Terry McLaurin, De'Ami Brown surfaced in a couple of games. Um, Curtis Samuel, they like Jahan Dotson, when he's been out there, this is a good group of receivers. Okay, the pass protection has fallen apart with all the injuries that they've had, but... It feels like Carson Wentz should be able to get more out of this group. And I, you know, I wonder if that kind of gives you a little bit of optimism for what Taylor Heineke can do, not because of last season, but, you know, we have seen him play really well, albeit just in the odd game or two. Yeah, some of the issues for Wentz, uh, he, by the way, he ranks in the 20s in, in a lot of the key metrics. You mentioned PFF grade, but whether it's PFF grade, passer rating, ESPN's QBR, he's in the 20s. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much just where he's played right now between QB's 22 and 30, you know, somewhere in that range, no matter which way you slice it. One of the issues has been pressure, uh, pressure converting to sacks. He's been sacked 23 times. Over 26% of his pressure dropbacks have become sacks. Um, Just a a lot of negative plays for Carson Wentz. The one thing I'll always echo that I've liked, he is tied for second in the league in big-time throws. They've let him air it out a little bit, but that's come with, you know, some of the bad decisions, the turnover-worthy plays. So it hasn't gone well for Carson Wentz so far in Washington and look the commanders they've been searching they've been they've been searching for their quarterback for a while here they tried to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick last year he got hurt almost immediately the the commanders are kind of like Wentz's old team the Colts right they've been in QB purgatory for a while 
They have not really been picking at the top of the draft to to get one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, they did spend a, dra- a draft pick on the, the late Dwayne Haskins a few years ago at pick 15. And so they were kind of in this position a few years ago. They have really been um, in this situation where they've been looking for a quarterback for quite a while, uh, which again, so we'll get into Taylor Heineke. We'll get into Sam Howell. That, that's got to be their first order of business, right? For maybe even for the rest of the season. You know, if Heineke, sure, you want Heineke to probably come out there because you still want to win games and you're not giving up on the season per se. And Heineke at least has a couple of good performances in his career. But at some point, the season has to be about finding out what you have in Sam Howell, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're not giving up yet, <laughs> but it might not be that far down the road, depending on how things go in the next few weeks. I mean, their next few games are Green Bay, then they're at Indianapolis, then they're facing the Vikings at home, then Philadelphia on the road, and then Houston. Now, look, you know, Green Bay don't look great right now. Indianapolis aren't great. Minnesota have got a nice record, but even their team, even the coaches appear to be acknowledging that they're probably flying higher than their level of performance right now. So none of those are guaranteed losses, maybe except Philadelphia, but neither are they exactly a cakewalk until you get to that Houston game in week 11. So, you know, it kind of depends how Heineke does. If he ends up absolutely stinking up the joint, and they can't get a win out of that lot and they end up you know, hitting that Houston game on the back of what four straight losses and a two and what two and eight record. At that point, you're like, I mean, what's the point in even throwing Wentz back out there? Let's just throw Sam Howell out there. Let's a see what we have in Sam Howell, if anything, and b you know, let's let's target the draft from that point onward. So I, I guess it kind of depends what we're going to see over the next few weeks. We have to remind people exactly what happened what has happened with taylor heineke i think it's very relevant for the rest of the nfl but first no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today playing pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250,000 plus in cash download the app choose a contest select your player props earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day you can also test your skills versus the house in 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now. Use the promo code PFFDAILY at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. That's PFFDAILY is your promo code. All right, so while the rest of the league is going nuts about backup quarterbacks here, Sam, QB controversy in New England, Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott, you know, Jacoby Brissett over Deshaun Watson as recently as three weeks ago, um, the people, some people, maybe not the smartest people, but people are bringing this stuff up. Who knows? Taylor Heineke had as much of a case as anyone else to maybe convince a fan base that he's the future. He goes in to a playoff game against the Tampa Bay Bucks with a 90-plus grade in that playoff series or in that playoff run, outperformed Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes against that Bucks defense. Taylor Heineke. And then he comes back the next year in his first start, goes toe-to-toe with Daniel Jones on Thursday Night Football in a great matchup, continues to make plays, big-time throws to push Washington to be really, really competitive. And then it just kind of fell apart last season. So before we overreact to backup quarterback performances, just remember Taylor Heineke has been there before. He's done this before. And, uh, you know, you just you just need more time. But um, could he does he have another chance here to prove that he's got a future as a starter? I mean, he's got a shot just because he's 
got a shot. But um, last season was last season was really disappointing for him. You're right. There was he was a guy that we we liked coming out of college from Old Dominion. There was a lot of uh, a lot of appeal to his college play. He kind of bounced around the league, didn't really get much of a shot in the NFL, didn't get a shot in the XFL either, wound up back with Washington. And then, as you say, he got that shot um, late in the season and really was incredible in that playoff game against Tom Brady. And all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, like, can he actually be the starter going forward? And Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down. You're thinking, well, absolute minimum, you are going to see you know, this roller coaster, what we'd seen from Heineke looked like a guy that could, had big throws in him, had bad kind of boneheaded plays in him as well. And you would see some sort of basically replica of um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, including, you know, undersized, maybe doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, is more athletic than you give him credit for. It was really a Ryan Fitzpatrick clone. And then we just didn't see that last year. I mean, there was very, very little in the way of positive plays. He had 18 big-time throws over the entire season. He had a pretty high turnover-worthy play rate, and there just wasn't a lot of positivity in his play. We had one good game, and that came against Carolina. Everything else was sort of average to bad, and I would say last year basically ended any chance he has of being a starting quarterback going forward, unless he gets the shot now, has a four- to six-week run where he just plays out of his mind and shows more like those two games or the game and a half uh, against Tampa Bay and the end of that season, like, cause we've seen the high end it's there. We just haven't seen it really since that point. And then that brings us to Sam Howell. As I mentioned, fifth round pick during the preseason, we saw him kind of post a grading profile similar to his last year in college, a 63 passing grade, but an 85.9 rushing grade. Sam Howell went from, one of the most promising passers in college football as a freshman and as a sophomore. And then last year became like a glorified, pretty good thrower, but a glorified fullback, you know, running, uh, you know, as he lost his receivers, became a part of the running offense, uh, the rush offense over at, at UNC. We saw more of that in the preseason. Um, certainly took his lumps early, I thought, and looked uh, looked like, you know, it was his first NFL action. But his last game was against Baltimore. It's only preseason, but we got to see some glimpses of what he could do. And I wonder if Washington wants to see what he could do in some real action as well. Yeah. It, it, he looked like Tim Tebow when he was in college. He looked like right. Tim Tebow in the preseason as well, just barreling over people, making, he, he has, he has all these runs where when you're watching him at the time, I don't understand how they're working. You know, it's like, he's not a special athlete as a runner. It just, for some reason is it's functioning. Somehow it's making people miss. It's barreling through tackles, whatever. Um, He's another guy that came from a very sort of RPO heavy offense in college, and that's always a difficult transition to the NFL in a, you know, where RPOs are used, but they're not like the foundation of the entire offense. So if he comes in, A, it means Heineke has absolutely stunk up the joint or has stunk up the joint to the point where they're throwing him in even, you know, later in the season when uh, Carson Wentz is back. And B, it probably means you're going to need to completely change the offense. Like, it's going to have to have some sort of custom, bespoke, run-heavy, dumbed-down version for him unless he's made leaps and bounds over the course of the regular season sitting on the bench in the meeting room. All right, Carson Wentz out four to six weeks with a broken finger. We should see Taylor Heineke initially, and then we'll wait and see if Sam Howell makes his NFL debut. It's the PFF NFL debut. 